Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of the So What Podcast. I am so excited to hang out today to have a conversation about sowing intentionally into our lives so that we may reap abundantly in the days, weeks, months, and even years to come. Yes, that is my intro most episodes, and you might be thinking to yourself, Anna, are you really thinking that the choices and the next steps you talk about really can make a difference in not only the days, weeks, and months, but in the years to come? And my short answer to that is absolutely. You see, you and I as individuals have choices that we get to make each and every day. And the choices that we make today affect our tomorrow. Not only our tomorrow, but our next weeks, our next months, and our next years. And the thing is, is if you and I want to become whole individuals, meaning we are strong mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally in the days, weeks, months, and years to come, that begins today with the choices you and I make today. So yes, I'm excited to have a conversation with you today about sowing intentionally into our lives so that we may reap abundantly in the days, weeks, months, and yes, years to come. Here's the deal. Doom and gloom isn't my default. I feel like I've been talking about heavy things recently, but this is something that I feel very strongly on my heart, something that I feel that there's a sense of urgency for to talk about the heavy things I think right now I'm dealing with this. I know a lot of my friends are dealing with this. Is this we want to kind of escape from the difficulties life has right now. And I I really don't like meditating on pain and hardship. I don't think anybody really does. But I do recognize that there is a serious danger in not reflecting on pain, despair, and grief that we may be experiencing. And I think a lot of us are experiencing pain, despair, and grief. So it's important to reflect on it. It's important to talk about it. It's important to understand how can we live in the midst of the pain and the frustration and yet still continue to grow. You see, this year in many ways has felt like a boxing match to me. Like I'm ready. I'm kind of on my toes. I'm running in place or whatever boxers call it. Sorry if you're listening to this and you're into boxing, but you know, you're, you're moving, you're tiptoeing around and you're waiting for that one, two punch. You're waiting for the gut punch. You're trying your best not to be knocked out. That's, that's kind of the way I have felt that I've just had to keep my gloves up throughout the year because honestly, you have no clue what's going to come next. And because of this quote-unquote waiting for something bad to happen, anxiety can be a common emotion or feeling heading into any day. I don't know if I'm the only one who's experienced this or if you're with me, maybe you're nodding your head yes or inside your mind you're like, "Uh, I can see that or that resonates with me. And so in the midst of this, again, quote-unquote waiting for something bad to happen, anxiety can be something that we experience on an everyday basis. Maybe it's in overt ways or maybe it's in ways that we don't really see, but anxiety could be a part of the day. Waiting for something bad to happen, feeling anxious about what is going to happen at work today or in my home or in the world. 
And with that kind of sense of what could happen in the rest of this year, peace can be a hard thing to own and walk in. And when I talk about peace, I'm talking about just a sense of relaxation in your heart and in your mind, that your mind isn't running 100 miles an hour, that you aren't worried about the next thing or the next day, but you're able to be completely present in whatever moment you find yourself in. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 is two scripture verses that you can find in the Bible. And I love what they say. And if you've been around church at all, there's a good chance that you've heard these verses before. And what they say is this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, meaning which goes beyond what we can even begin to wrap our brains around, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, if you've been around church or you've read the Bible, you might have heard this verse somewhere along the way. And for many people, this verse can be really encouraging because you're like, hey, this verse is saying that the peace of God can go beyond my understanding and I don't have to be anxious. And for other people... Like myself, from time to time, this verse is not all that encouraging. The very first statement is, do not be anxious about anything. Now, when you hear that, you're like, and you're feeling anxious about something, you're like, great, the Bible is telling me to do something that I am currently doing, and I'm not sure how to move past it. And again, maybe if you've been in church at all, you've heard people quote to you when you're feeling anxious, hey, the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything. And you're like, yeah, I know. I shouldn't be anxious. I'm, I don't like being anxious, but for some reason, I'm feeling this way. And I want to say this, and my pastor said this a few months back, and it was so revolutionary for me, is that do not be anxious about anything is a statement found in the Bible, not a strategy. Do not be anxious about anything. That is a statement not a strategy. Saying those words isn't what the Bible instructed us to do. So like when you're feeling anxious, the Bible didn't instruct us to do, hey, say, do not be anxious about anything and then move on. Yes, the goal is to not be anxious about anything, but that's just the goal, not the strategy. Good intentions without taking next steps won't get us anywhere. Borrowing from the idea of what I shared in episode 17 of why New Year's resolutions don't work and what to do about it, habits, next steps, are what lead to accomplishing goals. Yes, the Bible instructs us not to be anxious and to have peace, but it doesn't stop there. The Bible gives us a strategy, a plan for protecting our peace. You see, many times we believe that peace comes as a result of a certain set of circumstances. 
And what I've experienced and what the Bible is sharing is that peace comes from a set of choices, not circumstances. The Bible gives us a strategy to accomplish the goal of not being anxious about anything through a set of choices. And I find in these two verses, three choices that lead to cultivating and protecting peace in our lives. Really simple. Again, we hear this verse and we usually stop with the first statement. Do not be anxious about anything. And as great as that truth is, that doesn't help us move past anxiousness. What does help us is the rest of verse 6 and all of verse 7. The three choices. Again, not focusing on circumstances, but what you and I can do with our choices. Here are the three choices. Prayer, trusting and submitting to God, and thanksgiving. Those can easily sound kind of ambiguous, so I'm going to walk through those three choices with you. So the first choice, prayer. Prayer. As my pastor, Jason, he puts it so beautifully all the time, is that the goal isn't to pray more. When we talk about prayer, the goal isn't to pray more. The goal is to become a person of prayer. It's not something that you do. Prayer is not something that you do. It's a part of who you are. That is the goal. So the challenge isn't for you to go from praying a little to praying for hours on end tomorrow. If you don't pray at all at this point in your life, the goal is to pray for a minute a day. Maybe you pray for 5-10 minutes a day right now. The goal would be to grow in that of maybe adding some more time of prayer throughout your day in the midst of what you're already doing. You see, scripture tells us to pray without ceasing. And what I think of that verse, it isn't saying that you need to go and hide away in your bedroom and pray all day. What I believe it is, is an invitation from God to talk to him all throughout the day. To spend your day talking to him. So wherever you may find yourself, whether it may be the shower or your commute or cooking, whatever or wherever it may be, talking to God throughout the day. You see, when we talk to God, he has strength and ability that we do not have. He is all-knowing and all-powerful. And when we talk to him, when we speak to him. For me, number one, it's a reminder that he's the one that's ultimately in charge, not me, not some government official, not some influencer that I find on the internet. He is in charge. And so as I talk to him throughout the day, it lifts anxiety. It lifts burdens off of my shoulders. I can talk to him about what's going on around me. When I'm at work and I get overwhelmed by a situation or a task, I can talk to God about it immediately. And it doesn't have to be a 10, 15 minute thing. It can just be, God, this is frustrating to me. This is something I'm feeling overwhelmed by. Would you help me right now? Earlier, I was really tired and I was playing with Archie and I really wanted to be present with him. 
And I just said a quick prayer, God, you know how much I want to spend time with Archie right now. And you know how tired I am. Would you give me strength to be present and to love him well? Again, that is cultivating prayer in your life. That is cultivating peace, having a conversation ongoing throughout the day with God. And again, the goal isn't that you have to talk to him nonstop from the time you wake up to the time you put your head on the pillow, but really having a conversation with God throughout the day. That's one of the choices I see in Philippians 4, 6 through 7 for cultivating and protecting peace in our lives. And the second thing would be this is trusting and submitting to God. When the world is spinning, I want to take hold of the world and I want to control the world. Like if I turn on the news for any amount of time, which is something I do not do at this point in my life, but when I turn on the news or if I'm listening to the news on the radio or on a podcast, what I want to do is take charge of whatever situation or problem it is like I have the answer for all the world's problems you know have you been there like you listen to a politician or some kind of community leader you're like "Mm -mm, that's not what you should do you should do this I've thought that a hundred times over probably a thousand times over but anyways when the world seems to be spinning out of control I want to control the world And this verse challenges us to do the opposite. It challenges us to submit to God. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, right? It says, um, with supplication, I'm sorry, and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What is supplication? Supplication is another word for submitting. And what is submitting? Submitting is trusting God. When we submit to God, it means that we are trusting God. And how do we trust God? I think we hear this all the time. We're like, trust God, trust God. And you're like, sweet. How in the world do I trust God? Going back to point number one of prayer, you got to talk to God. Think about your closest relationships, whether that's with a friend or a family member How did you cultivate trust with that person? You cultivated trust by spending time with them, by talking to them, by getting to know their character, their likes, their dislikes, their personality. And it's the same with God. How do we trust God? We trust God. We submit to God by getting to know him. And how do we get to know him? By talking to him. And what the cool thing about God is, is by sending his son Jesus and him dying on the cross and being raised from the dead, Jesus made a way that God is available for us to talk to him at any time, at any point of our day. That we don't have to have a pastor or a priest, but instead we can go to him ourselves and we can talk to him and we can get to know him. And another great way to get to know God and his character is through the Bible. Maybe you don't know where to begin to get to know God. A great place that I have found is Matthew, Luke, Mark. Those are some of my favorite places to get to know more about God and his character and his son, Jesus. So first thing, prayer. Second, trusting and submitting to God. Third and finally, thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. 
Now, what does thankfulness and thanksgiving have to do with not uh, experiencing peace or having peace or not experiencing anxiety? Well, I will tell you a little story. So back in May, my husband and I, Andrew, we bought a third vehicle specifically for work. Andrew does a lot with buying and shipping and distribution. So we decided that it'd probably be good for him to have an SUV. So we were super excited. We saved our money. We had been saving for quite some time and we went and bought a Jeep, a used Jeep, and we paid cash for it. We were so excited. We were so proud of ourselves. This is the first vehicle that he and I had purchased together when we paid outright for it. Like we didn't have a down payment or we didn't have to have a payment plan. It was awesome. And so here we are. We've got this Jeep. And just a few weeks ago, I'm at work and Andrew shows up at my my job and I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh my goodness, I had an Uber here. I'm like, what do you mean you had an Uber here? He said, well, the head gasket blew on the engine of my Jeep. And I'm like, you are kidding me. Well, come to find out after talking to several different mechanics, it was going to cost more to fix the engine of the Jeep. So we'd actually just have to completely replace the engine. It was going to cost more to replace the engine than the whole Jeep was worth in and of itself. So we really just had to part out the Jeep and get, it was just a mess. And at first I felt incredibly anxious by this. I was so frustrated and upset The mechanics, several of them told Andrew it was the perfect storm. The engine is clean. How that blew, they don't know. And I really just believe it was the enemy trying to discourage us and all that. But that's neither here nor there. I was feeling anxious and worried. Here we had just put out all this money for this vehicle. And now literally it's worth just the parts that we can sell it out for. And what I had to begin to do was to remind myself of how God had provided before. I needed to be thankful for the car that I already had. I needed to be thankful for the home that I had. And as I began to remind myself of the wonderful things I have and the wonderful things that God has already provided, it reminded me that I don't have to worry about how we're going to get another vehicle for Andrew and his work. I don't have to worry about if another car one day is going to do this or how we're going to make up this what seems to be loss in our lives when it comes to income. You know, we we invested this money into this vehicle and now literally the investment is not worth nearly as much as we got in the parts. And I began to feel anxious, but I had to be thankful for what I have and what God has given us and what he has already done. And the same can go for you is that as you reflect and you are, you see how God has already provided and you can thank him for what he's already given you, it can cultivate a peace in your heart and in your mind that he is going to continue to do the same, that he is going to take care of you, that he is going to see you through whatever it is that you are facing, that no circumstance can overcome you, your friends, or your family. He will see you through. And it is dangerous when we don't remember 
how God has already provided. It is dangerous not to be thankful. It is dangerous not to practice thanksgiving in our lives. Because when we don't thank, when we don't practice thanksgiving, we forget. And when we forget, it continues to create anxiousness and anxiety in our lives. It leaves us in a place of no peace. Thanksgiving, thankfulness, it is so incredibly important. I feel like this is where God has been challenging me the last 10 plus months is learning to be thankful and grateful. And it's one thing to say it, but another thing to practice it. One thing that I have is a gratitude journal and I did it every day of 2019. It was so good for me. And now it's just kind of a part of my daily journaling. I don't have a specific journal for it like I did in 2019. But cultivating thankfulness and gratitude, it has changed me. It has reshaped my heart and my mind. Again, if you want to experience peace, practice thanksgiving. So three choices that I find in Philippians 4, 6 through 7 in order to cultivate and protect the peace in your life. Prayer, trusting and submitting to God, and thanksgiving and thankfulness. Three simple things. Prayer, submission, thanksgiving. Prayer, submission, thanksgiving. Again, these three things don't mean that if you do these three things that all difficulty goes away. That is not what that means. There's still going to be difficult things. Circumstances are still going to be challenging from time to time. However, however, when we practice these three things, peace remains. Difficulty may stay. It might not go away, but peace will be present. You will not be moved. You will not have to experience ongoing anxiety. You will not have to worry about what is next what may be ahead of you. Instead, you can be present in the moment knowing that God will take care of you, that he is all powerful and that he will continue to provide and see you through. A quick quote by C.S. Lewis that I absolutely love. It says this, life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but it is peace in difficulties. May you, in the days, weeks, months, and years to come, cultivate and protect the peace in your life by choosing to be a person of prayer, to submit to and trust God, and to practice thanksgiving and thankfulness each and every day. Friend, I want you to remember that I'm always in your corner and that I'm cheering you on. And that no matter what you are facing today or what you may face in the, the future, I believe that we have a God in heaven, the Father, who loves you, that is for you, and that wants to see you through. And that he has given us a strategy, not just a statement, but a strategy for experiencing unbelievable uncomprehendable peace and that is through three simple choices prayer submission and thanksgiving i hope you have an amazing day love you so much i'll talk to you next week